This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Bit of an odd radio show today. Bit of an odd radio show. Normally you have one, two, three, in some cases four people. This is the rare situation where you have me, Joe Fornball, hosting a show, and for some reason Randy Scott's just sitting in the room with me, and I haven't figured that out yet. It's good to I see you. It's good to see you. I think it's good. It's rare that we have two hosts in the same studio. I don't, I don't know the last time this has happened for me on a personal basis. You're personally, you're, you're too close. It, Doesn't it, it feel yeah, close? We're not, even, we're not even at like first and third. We're at like shortstop <laughs> and second base right, right now. Yeah. We're going to be turning double plays. Uh, it is great to see you. You and I have known each other for a few years now. Yeah. I was very lucky enough to make some sports center appearances when you were on with Nicole and then when you're on with Gary, but we had yeah. never actually met. No, we you're actually This is like the first time we've ever had a conversation in person. Yeah. Literally started four minutes ago. Yeah. I may have had a late lunch. Don't sue me. <laughs> but like, here we are. This is fantastic. No, we so we met in the makeup room in person <laughs> because I didn't know I didn't know who all had been you know recalled to Bristol. You know what I mean? Who had been you know beamed up tractor beam yeah. style uh, to the mothership? And you, somebody said, no, Fortinbaugh moved. He moved here. He moved here. And I was like, oh, I'm sure we would have heard him. We would have heard something, and then I saw you in the makeup room, and it was a you know big quick hug. But then I had to go out and do sports center. I am so we I have not said more than like two sentences no. in person to each other until today, and now we get three hours. We get to explore the space. You're shockingly tall. I did not expect this. Gary also pretty tall. You Gary's very tall. tall. Do you get that a lot? Um, yeah, because they're like you, uh, you know, yeah, you're taller in person. Thought you'd be thinner. You know, you get a lot of that. You get a lot of that. But but you're sitting down behind a desk most of the time or you're in this massive like have you you've been into the sports center studio, right? It is. I I've been working in TV a few years. I've built up some confidence. I've started to get comfortable with a lot of it, right? You get on the desk, you start you stop thinking about cameras. You get into that studio, it is cavernous. Yeah. It is cavernous. Yeah. It is intimidating to a point of you're looking around, you're like, oh my God. Here's L. Duncan staring a hole through me. Here's Nagandi talking about the Eagles way too much. Also, I'm an Eagle fan. Driving. Also taller in person. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing about around here. Everybody taller in person. <laughs> Except for the people you probably think are tall. But no, it was it's it's great to meet you uh, yeah. in, in person. Bad day to be a top button. Bad yeah. day to be an undershirt. Like so we're, this is, I didn't know we were simulcast until now ish. Yeah. Like seriously, eleven fifty three a.m. Eastern. They're like, yeah, we're simulcast. I'm like, I look like I'm gonna rob the place. I'm in a black hoodie. You look good. I have shiny on or about this movie theater screen forehead <laughs> I've got. So don't bring the sports center mindset to radio. Okay. The fact that you have a shirt on means you're already classing it up, <laughs> right? If you were in here shirtless and flip flops with a six pack of Coors Light, you would be just fine. All Carlin right. versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are presented God. by Progressive Insurance. It is great to have you with us today. Monster Show. We got a lot of football to get to today. We got a lot of bets to get to today. We're still looking to bounce back from that damn Old Dominion loss a few days ago. I'm not letting that go. For anyone in the back, I want to make it very clear. I'm going to hold spite towards that program forever forever until we bounce back at least two maybe three winners we'll get some bowl picks for you today but we begin with the miami dolphins and the dallas cowboys huge game this weekend yeah. huge game because <laughs> this is where narratives go to die right <laughs> this is where narratives go to die two teams that can't win the big game dallas specifically not able to win the big one on the road right. miami not able to win the big one in general Tua tunga vailoa dolphin quarterback yesterday fantastic presser laid it all on the line there were some comments about the narrative surrounding him how much tyreek hill means how much mike mcdaniel means take a listen i keep receipts we all we all have 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 a way of how we do things but all the narratives about it 
I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that you're right. I am, that is the only time I am at my best. You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I, 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 <laughs> I could care less about it. Like, sure. Uh, if Jalen and those guys are not like, I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be like, that's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player. If that's what you want. Like, I don't care. So whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, take clips out, out of what I just said, do it, do what you need to do like that. I'm just here to do my job. And my job is to help our guys win games. It's great to hear. I think people forget how good he was at Alabama. We forget about that. He was outstanding at Alabama. Stepped in for Jalen Hurts in the national championship game against Georgia. Leads him back to a win. But that has kind of been the narrative, is that early in his career struggled, all of a sudden gets a good coach, gets a good wide receiver, and it's got to be them, right? It's got to be them. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, even at Alabama, it's like, of course he's going to be great. He has better talent than anybody else. Uh, But he hung on to that opportunity. He was so good at Alabama, and Nick Saban saw so much in him, that it forced Jalen Hurts to transfer, right? It forced him to Oklahoma, and they both ended up in successful positions, plenty of talent around them. As it pertains to Sunday, though, I like what you said about, you know, this is where narratives go to die, because something has to give. Like, this is is the, the true Week 16 show me game. I no longer think... It's a uh, you know Super Bowl preview or whatever you know the 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 mantra might have been a few weeks ago. I think some significant holes were poked in Dallas's uh, you know expectation here by Buffalo. I don't know that Miami can do what Buffalo does though. I, I don't know that they can play bully ball the way Buffalo does. I think two is going to have to use speed. I think they're going to have to use motion at the snap. The numbers we don't want to get too in the weeds analytics wise. Oh, feel free. Well, I like we the, like to nerd out around here at times. Well, okay. So, so <laughs> the stats and info, stats and info group deserves all the credit. I am merely uh, dispersing their own uh, you know research here. The Cowboys allow. Let's see here. I want to make sure I get it right. They have the fifth highest QBR in the NFL on plays with motion at the time of the snap. Ah, okay. okay. San Francisco had tremendous success against them, but Miami does what San Francisco does well in this particular way better than San Francisco does it. They're, as a matter of fact, they're dependent upon it. And Miami, so Miami's strength is Dallas's weakness. So I'm not worried about Miami putting up points. I'm worried about Miami keeping Dallas out of the end zone. What did Buffalo do that Miami can replicate? That's what I want to see because I don't know that Miami has the horses defensively to not only like jump on top of Dallas, but keep their foot on their neck. Okay, I like that because just a little while ago, this is someone called a shameless plug. I have no shame. <laughs> Appeared on first take and we talked about this game. And one of my talking points mm. was that this Miami defense is overrated. Sadly, they booked me right behind Mina Kimes, who really hyped up the Miami defense. And Mina knows a hell of a lot about football. So I'm thinking to myself, first of all, who booked this? Because you can't have Joe Fornball looking like a fool right after (laughs) Mina Kimes looks brilliant. Or maybe you can, and that's the whole bit. But the thing that I think people get hung up on, a lot of people, and this isn't to say she's wrong. This is just my personal view of this. Miami's played 14 games this year. Nine of those opponents rank in the bottom 10 in scoring offense. In the five games they played someone who wasn't a bottom 10 scoring offense, they're giving up an average of 30 points per game. Almost all those teams are lighting them up. So when they step up in class, they have a big problem. Now, here's Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach, on the narrative that we're talking about. Whether or not the Dolphins can, in fact, win big games. Easy, hand man. Easy. Let let it breathe (laughs) like a nice bottle of Pinot. I instructed the players to anything other than concern yourself with the next opponent, which for us is the Dallas Cowboys and any other narrative um, that has to do with good teams or playoff seeds or 
the next three gate, all that stuff. I, I gave them the clearance to tell all members of the media to, with all due respect, <laughs> F off. <laughs> with all due respect. Um, because all we're focused on is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, as long as it's said with respect, right? All due, I said with all due respect. <laughs> did Mina, when Mina talked about the defense, did she talk about the, the pressure percentage that Miami dials up? She had a whole lot of good stuff. Yeah. A lot of good reasons as to why they've played well, and they have gotten better over the course of the season. Well, the pressure percentage, though, doesn't work on Dak. Like, Dak excels against pressure, and Tua struggles. Tua's uh, completion percent is... Blah, 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 blah. He's been pressured at the low, lowest rate in the NFL. That's 21%. Dak's been pressured at the fifth lowest rate, but Dak is far better when pressured. QBR, best in the NFL. Completion percentage, best in the NFL. Yards per attempt, second best. When you get after Tua, middle of the road QBR, middle of the road completion percentage, and he's 25th in the league at yards per attempt. So, I, out of one corner of my mouth, I can say, listen, you know, Miami uses motion and that's going to exceed, you know, it's going to excel against Dallas's defense. On the other side, if you're Dallas, you know, you pressure Tua and those numbers come way down and they will do that. Will the winner of this game still catch crap from all of us next week where well, that team hasn't beaten any big games? You know how we say the narrative is going to die here? I feel like we'll find a way to crap on the winner of this game. It'll be the circle of life. It'll be <laughs> right. the death of one narrative in the beginning of another. You're right. Yeah. All right, look, Dallas, you may have beat Miami, but they haven't beaten anybody, <laughs> so they don't count. Like, we just keep moving the goalposts. That's what's so fun about this. The transferative narrative property. Yes, yeah. <laughs> look, Miami, the fact that you beat Dallas means nothing. We all know they're going to flame out in the playoffs if they even get there. <laughs> it's the beauty of Sports Talk Radio, people. And now that you've had a peek behind the curtain, you can launch your own shows and you'll know exactly what to talk about come Monday and Tuesday. Very happy to be riding alongside Randy Scott. My name is Joe Fortenball. Speaking of narratives, uh, we got another one. Actually, two that are developing in the association and they went head-to-head last night in a fantastic battle. We'll have that for you next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Joel gets it back straight away and catches rim and makes it. And the crowd is fully aware that that was point fifty-one. And he fouls Shake Milton, checks out with a minute forty-two to go. He does it every night so consistently. Uh, it's hard not to. But you know we expected of him, and he knows that we expect of him. He goes out there and performs every single night. I think he's continuing to get better, right? I think he's just doing enough different things rhythmically to keep those guys guessing. Gonna throw this out there, apropos of nothing. Is there a more busy time of year, a busier time of year if you're in brain surgery than another time of year? Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight seven two nine. You want calls on this? You want calls on this? I don't know if we'll put them on air, but at least the guys in the back. Yeah. If you guys weren't busy, you can go ahead and deal with this. We were talking about it during the break. There's a busy time of year for accountants. There's a busy time of year for personalities like ourselves, Randy Scott, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe, presented by ESPN Radio. Do brain surgeons have a busier time of year? May. I think May is. May. Yeah. <laughs> so they call April it, showers bring May brain surgeries. They call it lobotomy. <laughs> Nailed it. Are we still doing lobotomies? Let's get an actual brain surgeon to call in and be like, no, that's archaic. That's antiquated. We're not doing it. Would you trust a brain surgeon who listens to Sports Talk Radio? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> a brain thing. surgeon's in a bad mood, like, oh, the Cowboys lost again. <laughs> like, comes in all fired up. Eagles have lost three in a row. Season's getting away. Would you want somebody who's like, all right, now, like, come, somebody who comes in with, like, water ice accent, who's like, I'm here to do your brain surgery, all right, hon? Like that? No, no. You can't. I think as a brain surgeon, you can't have an accent. I think that's fair. The accent brings it down. You want somebody being like, you watched the Bears this weekend? <laughs> All right, count backwards from 10. The anesthesia is going to hit you in just a, two shakes. Like, no, you got to come in like non-regional diction, like Veronica Corningstone hit the ground running. Be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of a nice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Philadelphia last night. Well, it's the regular season, so as a Sixers fan, not surprising to see them win a big game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Final final score, Philly 127. Minnesota, who if you're not paying attention, they're 20-6 and six this year. Mm-hmm. They score 113. They're having a hell of a run in the Western Conference, but the story's about Joel Embiid, 51 points on 17 of 25 shooting, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. He is your favorite for MVP. Randolph, I want to run something by you. Okay. Giannis Antetokounmpo won back-to-back MVP awards. And then as he was going for a third, he didn't win it, but he won a title. Nikola Jokic, right after Giannis, won back-to-back MVP awards. As he was going for a third, didn't win it, but he won an NBA title. Now here's Joel Embiid Mm. going for back-to-back MVP awards. Does this mean an MVP this year leads to a Sixers championship next season? Well, first, let's... It's got to be that obvious, right? All right, let's, let's... Take care of the wolf closest to the sled. The 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 MVP the MVP. I've never heard that one before. That's good. The, the MVP this year very much in play. I mean, so much of his success depends on his health. Obviously, like he's yes, sir. You know, you you don't get to be that size and not get nicked up later in the season. They don't give out awards uh, for the month of December necessarily. But his numbers, because it's it's similar in a certain way to the Heisman Trophy in that. You are not only competing, if you are a reigning MVP, you're not only competing against the rest of the league, you're competing against yourself from the year before. Well said. And his numbers, at least in the three major categories, points, rebounds, and assists, are are, are up. He's two more points a game to lead the NBA right now. He's at 35.1 last year, 33.1. He's at 35 points a game? Yeah. Oh more, more, more than a rebound and a half better so far this season than last season, and more than an assist and a half 
better. He's averaging nearly six dimes a game, 5.9. So at least by that metric, he deserves the MVP award right now. Does that mean a title next season? I Maybe. I, their salary cap situation is I'm a Sixer fan. I can jump in here. No. It means on. no. Isn't your cap situation like enviable for next it's year? It's going to get very good. Right? Yeah. I mean, you got you, you got Maxi who's coming into his own, probably shed, what, do you shed some Tobias Harris overpayment? I'm not, I don't know, but you got those two as your corner your I don't allow my, I don't, I don't allow myself to indulge. Okay, I really so don't. MVP this year, very much. You know, if we're shaking the Magic 8 ball, outcome is good. For next year, I, I, I don't know. You know, Boston's not going anywhere. The, Giannis isn't going anywhere. Do I you feel any know. of the voters look back on last year, the ones who voted for Embiid, and think to themselves they made a huge mistake after watching what happened in the playoffs? Because I think a few of them have to at least sit there. Jokic was leading almost the entire way. Last two weeks of the season, Embiid went nuclear. Mm-hmm. Jokic took a few games off. Voters went with Embiid. I think part of that was not to spite Jokic, but it was he's not worthy of three straight. And who do we have that's won three straight? There's only like a couple guys that have done it. I think Larry Bird might be one of them. But it's like they didn't want to put Jokic in that category, just like they won't want to put like Terrell Owens in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh. So the voters hold you down, okay. and then they they go with someone else. But right after Embiid won that award, he flamed out in the playoffs, and then immediately you had a situation where Jokic ran the table, looked fantastic, and won a championship. So I wonder how many Embiid voters from last year would come out and say, look, he might be having a great year, but I made a bit of a mistake last year. I, I think, yeah, there's some there's some gatekeeping, right, with voters. I think voters uh, take their own job more seriously than perhaps we do. Um, <laughs> and that's and that's fine. Somebody has to. But you're right. No, to your point, Larry Bird, I like how you th- just casually threw that out there. Like, who was the last uh, three-time you know MVP, three straight MVPs? Was it Larry Bird? I don't know. Yeah, it was absolutely Larry Bird. And before him, it was Wilt. And before him, it was Russell. And that's so it. So there were three. That's it. Three guys yeah. have gone MVP three years in a row, mm-hmm. but none since the advent of the of the cordless telephone. So, <laughs> so it's been so it's been a while. Um, I think I think with Jokic, again, it's that you know you're not only competing against the other players that year, you're competing against yourself then two times over. So to answer your your question though, Embiid got hurt in the postseason. I feel like that's a get out of jail free card. Is he was not? dinged like, up? He was dinged well, up for some. Of that's it. why Harden had to carry that that series against the Celtics. I don't even look at it as Joel Embiid lost in the postseason. I look at it as, well, look at what Harden's still capable of. Harden made himself a bunch of money doing that. You know, whatever. He got a fresh start. But I didn't I didn't consider the Celtics beating Embiid last year. I think he just got hurt. What an optimistic way of looking I, and at I'm it. I'm not a Sixer fan. I know. Like maybe I was going to say. Maybe I'm allowed to have that optimism as an outsider. Yeah. Who's your team? I don't really. I mean, like I grew up outside D.C. Like I would love to see the Wizards do well. But good God, you know, that's, good God, yeah, man. it's going to take a while. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to take a while. The thing that helps the Wizards is that the Pistons and the Spurs exist. No, it doesn't help them because they, that means the Wizards are never going to pick first. That's true. You know what that's I mean? The opportunity true. to get a John Wall again is going to it takes forever. Oh. But they're going to be the Virginia Wizards. And I'm the only one who seems to like that as a Virginia. Native. Nobody seems to like we've that. had to schlep into Maryland for <laughs> decades. The Cap Center, the U.S. Air Arena, the U.S. All that. No, you get to come to us now. Virginia's for lovers. There's no there's no accent. We're purple now in that the area. The days of Maryland controlling the Chesapeake Bay region are over. Yeah. It is Virginia's time. Yeah, crab cakes and snobbery. That's what Maryland does. They're looking down on on Virginia like, like, like some third world country. Now, we're good. We're good. Come on down. What do you make of this? We're talking about Embiid. Randy Scott, Joe Fornball, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. The Sixers winning this game, they moved to 19-8 and eight on the season. 
Harden's gone. Mm. There's no drama. It's just every time we talk about the Sixers, it's about the game. Hey, Sixers looked pretty good last night. Hey, Tyrese Maxey looks pretty good. Hey, Joel Embiid might be an MVP candidate. I'm wondering how much of a measuring stick game we had last night against Minnesota or how much of a measuring stick game this may have been for the Timberwolves because they're starting to come into their own a little bit this year. Yeah, they, they are. They, I mean, they're a, a, an amazing watch. Uh, Anthony Edwards is a ton of fun. Rudy 50 Go- to 1 for MVP, boys. 50 a- to 1 now. Anthony Edwards? 50 and to that's 1. down? Well, it was. It started up around fifty. It got as low as forty, then thirty. We've been talking about it. It's back up to fifty. But if you're on a one or a two seed, which I'm not saying Minnesota maintains, but fifty to one. No, it's kind of it's that way. These awards are that way. And I sound like the old man in the front yard, but like the NFL MVP is increasingly a professional Heisman. It's the quarterback on the best team or a quarterback on one of the best yes. teams. The NBA and NBA MVP seems to be trending in that direction. You have to be a top four seed in your respective conference. So. I mean, 50 to 1, that's worth a flyer. That's worth a little sprinkle. Now you're starting to get the vibe of the show. A little bit. This show's all about just long shots and losers. That's it is. Long shots and losers. Um, The long shots cover the losers. That's the key. We actually, Brian in Connecticut has called in. We started this segment with a conversation. Is there a busy time of year for brain surgeons? Busy time of year for sports talk radio personalities? Busy time of year for accountants? Is there a busy time of year for for brain surgeons? Brian in Connecticut, thank you for the phone call. Uh, Go ahead, weigh in. Yeah, uh, good afternoon. So I, I'm not a brain surgeon. Uh, however, in May, I did have brain surgery. Um, so my my take on it, and from what I found, it's actually way, way more common than people think. So I would say it happens all the time, every day, all year long. Okay. Did you find yourself getting brain surgery in May because other months were already all booked up? Yeah, my my turnaround was super fast. I I had a CAT scan in March, MRI followed right thereafter. Uh, discovered the tumor that I had uh, on my on my optic nerve, and in May 9th, so it was two months. You know, so depending on how big it is, how bad it is, you know, what it's affecting, um, you know, will determine how quickly you're going to get in. Probably should have led with a congratulations yeah, on congrats, the successful man. brain surgery. I, I overstepped <laughs> that one a little bit. That's on I, no, me. No, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it's it. a lot right. to celebrate, dude. Congrats. Ha- happy holidays. Thank you for the phone call. So if they got him in quickly, it can't be May. May can't be the, the busiest time of I year. I would think, yeah, there's probably not. So Randy got that wrong. Let's just go ahead and I was just going the for board. the play on words. That's, <laughs> I mean, let's be There let's was a great joke there. completely honest. Like, <laughs> February? No, that doesn't work. Like we'll figure it out. We'll we'll like Medulla October Gata. Like whatever. Like it's there. It's there. I'm just glad our guys are right. Got the optic nerve worked on. Probably simulcast watching us, wondering why that dude's in a black hoodie relative to <laughs> Bonobos over here. <laughs> this is a fish shirt. Is it really? Yeah. You're are you a fish fan? You never tweet about Huge it. Huge fan. Yeah. Um, I walked into that one. <laughs> this is one of those shirts where they position this button. If I button it at the top, yeah. it's, it looks too snug. And if I go open, there's too much chest. Because you got it's because you got a bit of a cobra back going. Like my guy's kind of cobra back. Yeah, dude, I like it. It's Are very you nice going to go to the concert in the, at the Sphere? I would like to. Okay. There's a, th- a whole thing about getting married and having kids that has destroyed that part of my life, the golf part you don't of my get life. To go back? Oh, give up I'm a month. Try. Give up a, a, a summer's worth of golf to go to that concert. Yeah, that's Come what on, they. Dude. That's what they want. They want me on fish tour. That's what everyone at the company <laughs> no, would love to see. No, no, Joe no. Fornball out I'm on saying, tour. No, I'm saying. I'm saying a trade off on the home front. No golf for a summer, in exchange for a trip to go to this fish concert. Fish fans, would you give up golf for a summer? 
Yeah. In order to go you, to the entire MSG sphere run. What's the Venn diagram? What's the Venn diagram overlap between golfers and fish fans? That's what I. <laughs> that's that's perfect, what I circle. <laughs> perfect circle. Perfect uh, circle. Busy time of year for our next guest. Extremely busy time of year. But much like brain surgeons, it's not right now. That's coming up next right after Randy has this from Vivid Seats. Folks, bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are very much in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one timer, every time. Touchdown and every slam dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com michigan and alabama the rose bowl the granddaddy of them all michigan's been here before they have not won this alabama's been here before they have won this won this you're going to have probably the two teams that people love to hate the most this is why you come to michigan they've only had their head coach for what like four games this year he's missed six all year long everybody has said what this alabama team was not and all they've done is continue to win continue to stick together for me it's all about bragging rights the big 10 the sec Happy holidays, one and all. Alongside Randy Scott, I'm Joe Fortenball. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, I heard a rumor that Carlin is actually going to appear as a guest on his own show today. Evan, is that true? What time is he? 1.30. The big man at 1.30 to preview the Boca Raton Bowl? He's down in Boca? He's calling the game. That's fantastic. Him, Harry Douglas, there is a huge argument. About oh. the fact that he is in a hotel that is inferior to the one that Evan Cohen is in. He is furious about it. He's been complaining about it for weeks. And we'll make it public in about an hour. We'll talk to him all about that. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> More on that in a little bit. <laughs> Go to the phones. Mel Kuyper Jr. You know him, you love him. ESPN NFL Draft Analyst, co-host Dari and Mel Saturday mornings. Mel, it's always a pleasure. Happy holidays. How's it, how, how does Mel Kuyper handle this type of year from a dietary perspective? I mean, a lot of us, Randy and I, are in here just putting on calories by talking to each other. How are you approaching this time of year? 
Well, there's a lot of stuff under the Christmas tree, and it has to be wrapped. And Kim will be doing a lot of that. Santa will be coming on you know, Christmas Eve and all that. But there's a lot of cookies and pies. So it's, it's really tough to maintain my intermittent fasting, Joe and, and Randy, as we talked about before we got on. It's, it's difficult, but I'm trying it. What I'm doing wrong, what I'm, I'm really going against the grain on during this time is I'm eating too late. And I'm eating a lot late, which means the pumpkin pie. Then I see some cookies, and I pile one with the cookies. I love oatmeal raisin. Chocolate chip. There we go. I tell you, those Tall House chocolate chips beat everything. Oh, guys. yeah. They do. I mean, I've tried a lot of chocolate chip cookies that have come our way over the last couple of weeks. Tall House cookies, you just put, you cut them, put them on a sheet, bake sheet, put them in the oven, bring them out, little chewy, so chewy. They're amazing. <laughs> they can't beat the Tall House cookies. You tried all this other stuff? Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah, the best. The number one on my big board of chocolate chip cookies <laughs> is <Yes>. still Tall House. <laughs> uh, and, this, and this intermittent fasting here, we're going to take a, 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 what's off air, bring it on air just for a second. It is working for Mel. It's it wor- is working. It's amazing, guys. I, Kim got me on this you know, a couple months ago. I started it. I went from 228 down to about 204. Ooh, and uh, now I got down quick, but I, I haven't lost any much lately. But it's basically not eating anything late. So I stop no, nothing after 8 o'clock. And then you oh, have boy. to go 12 hours plus. So I go to like 4 or 5 o'clock the next day before I eat anything. Nothing. So I'll go 8 p.m. to 4 p.m. the next day with nothing at all, usually. Now, I've, I've gone away from it a little less this week because I said the cookies and all yeah. the late eating, but you know, more, more so, I'd say 90% of the time, that's my schedule. Can you go nuts between 4 and 8, or is it within reason? No, again? one meal. One meal, and that's it. And then the dessert, which right. I always have, and then uh, not multiple desserts, but just one dessert. And uh, if you maintain that, if you do that on a consistent basis, I can tell you, now I am working out, too. You still have to work out with it. You just yeah. sit around. So if you do a little workout every day for half an hour, hour uh you can like i said i went from 228 to 204 a svelte mel kuyper joining That's randy incredible. scott joe fordenball here carlin versus joey spin radio all right a little bit of football for the people dj moore wide receiver chicago bears gave a ringing endorsement to justin fields this past week we've talked about this a bunch it's a topic all over the network about what you do with fields moving forward if you just break it down to the quarterback you'd rather have moving forward if you're building around that do you think it'd be better served for the bears to continue building around justin fields or reset with caleb williams that's the thing uh, yeah i think the next couple of weeks will tell us a lot justin has made progress he's certainly talented he was my number two quarterback behind trevor when he came out i like justin fields a lot i really like Tr- caleb williams a lot you can like mike tannenbaum says reset the clock how critical that is uh you can also now people say well he's playing well well you you want him to play really well if you're the base, because then that attracts attention for the Atlanta Falcons. I said this past Saturday, Darian Mel show right before Joe came on, that you know you should you trade him to Atlanta. You, you have no two because of the Montez Sweat trade. You can recoup some picks for Justin Fields. Then you draft Caleb Williams. Then you get a wide receiver, whatever position you want to go, offensive line, whatever you want to do with that other pick, and you're off to the race. So I think that's the way to attack it with Atlanta sitting there. Remember, Justin Fields was out of the state of Georgia, played at the University of Georgia before he transferred to Ohio State. Atlanta now giving up on Desmond Ritter. Not going to be in a position to get one early. So to me, the Atlanta Falcons make sense there. And then, like I say, Draft Caleb Williams won. You got that pick from Carolina, and you move forward that way. In a division right now, guys, where if Caleb Williams is great, okay, like we expect him to be, Jordan Love, will he get to that point? Who knows? Jared Goff's good, not great. You think about where we are now with Minnesota. Who knows where their quarterback, who that will be. 
So if you are the Bears, you can either move forward with Justin, which I wouldn't have a problem with, but I think the best scenario would be trade him, benefit from the way he's performed and the potential he displays and the dual threat he is, and draft Caleb Williams number one. All right, Mel, so let's get to a different quarterback here. And, and one of the knocks, one of the largest knocks on Jalen Hurts coming out of Oklahoma was his ability to throw the ball downfield. And we've seen some struggles offensively from Hurts. I don't know how healthy he's been over the last month, but when you look at these issues offensively for Philadelphia, how much of it is what we saw and what we were worried about coming out of Oklahoma and how much of it maybe is play calling and scheme? I think it's a lot of things combined there. I don't think it's anything Jalen. Jalen's not going to regress and change what we saw early on, and teams aren't going to adapt because he can do so many things, and he can improvise. He can do whatever he needs to do to move a team up and down the field. You think about where he is. He had the illness the other night, played through that. He was sick, still played uh, out in Seattle in bad weather conditions. Uh, you know, they haven't had Dallas Goddard. They get him back. They've, he's had the injury there. Uh, you think about where we are in terms of this league right now. With some uh, Teams are just beat up. This is a time of year where you just got to start playing your best football. I think the concern is the Eagles aren't. Where the Bills, we don't even know if the Bills are going to be in the playoffs. They're playing great football right now. But you want to start rolling early to mid-December. This is where this is the time where you want to play your best football. See, it's not over until January 7th, guys. So now it used to be Thanksgiving. Parcells always said that's the, the time. That's when the clock ticks and it's got to kick in. At Thanksgiving, moving forward, we got to play our best football. We can't do it from September to January. It's impossible. you got to start in December. Now it's moved up to early to mid-December Okay, from Thanksgiving. So for the Eagles, they certainly have to write this thing. I contend, I said this back in the 49ers are going to be a tough team to beat. The Baltimore Ravens, it's a shame Keaton Mitchell got hurt. What a young player he was, an undrafted free agent. You played like a second-round pick. He was a weapon. And now you don't have Mark Andrews and Keaton Mitchell. But I still think the 49ers and the Ravens are the two best teams in the national football. Again, it doesn't always work that way. I saw the Packers with Favre dominate and lose to the Giants. I saw the Ravens dominate and lose to the Titans here in Baltimore. So it doesn't always work that way. But right now, you'd have to say the 49ers and the Ravens, who, by the way, play uh, this coming week, this week, Christmas night in San Francisco, are clearly the two best teams in the NFL. Great opportunity. Opportunity to promote the fact that that will be on ESPN and ABC at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Monday night. Last question with Mel Kuyper Jr. George Pickens, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers. He's come under fire. Mm-hmm. All right, they see it on tape. He's not throwing the block down on the goal line. He tells the media afterwards, you know, he's, he doesn't want to get hurt. He basically says all the wrong things. Brooke Pryor, who covers the Steelers for mm-hmm. us, was talking about this on Get Up this morning and that there were some red flags surrounding yep. Pickens when he was coming out of Georgia. I mean, you obviously evaluated him. What did you see out of Pickens when he was coming out? That was saw first-round talent, and he was not a first-round pick. And when you see that happen, there's a reason. And that's why you say the, that's what happens when you get into the second. You say, okay, that is more palatable point of the draft. Where, where's that point in time where you can say, we can bring this player in, bet on the talent, bet on maturity, because these kids are young, okay, when they're having some issues and they're not, grow up, mature, get them in a culture, in that locker room, and the Steelers thought they could do that. And that's what teams think they can do once you get to the second, third-round area, sometimes even later than that. But this was a first-round caliber player that should have been drafted within the first 10 to 15 picks. We saw it with other players over the years. Some have panned out and become great players that had issues going into the draft and dropped because of it. I give a lot of examples of that. But in the case of Pickens, it was the, the culture of the Steelers in that locker room thinking, hey, we can maximize all the talent this kid has. He's a top-10 caliber talent. We get him in the second round. Hey, it's a roll of dice, but it's, it's really risk-reward. And they felt at that point it's certainly worth any risk, and the risk is, is minimized because of where he went. Mel, we love you. Happy holidays to you and your family. We'll catch you down the road. Merry Christmas, guys. Mel Kuyper Jr., ladies and gentlemen, Saturday mornings, Dari and Mel here on ESPN Radio. Speaking of the Steelers, 
It's on one person to fix essentially everything that's going on with that franchise right now, and we're going to tell you who that is next. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fornball, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Very festive Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. The big man, Chris Carlin, out. He's calling the Boca Raton Bowl later today. He is going to join us at 1.30. In his stead, Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fortenball. It's great to have you guys with us today. A little bit of breaking news out of the National Football League. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin has officially ruled out quarterback Kenny Pickett for Saturday. Note, Saturday's game against Cincinnati Bengals. Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph gets the start. Bengal wide receiver Jamar Chase will be out as well against Pittsburgh. That's according to Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. Line sitting at Pittsburgh plus two. Eh, might like the home dog there. Just throwing it out there for the people. Yeah. Mike Tomlin is a home dog, 70% ATS in his career. Just throwing it out there. All right. Merry Christmas to all and to all. Good night. Speaking of Mike Tomlin, met with the media yesterday to talk about this George Pickens situation. If you're not up to speed on it, Pickens, young wide receiver out of Georgia who plays for the Steelers, in the game against the Colts down on the goal line, rather than throw a block to help spring a touchdown, he basically does nothing and then steps out of the way, meets with the media afterwards and talks about how he, he really didn't want to get rolled up on and risk injury which is obviously not how things are done in Pittsburgh. So it's caused quite a commotion. Tomlin meets with the media. Here's what he said about Pickens. He is very much a work in progress. Um, It's not going to be one incident or or one meeting or one form of discipline uh, that's going to institute the type of change that we're hunting, to be quite honest with you. It is going to be continual. He is aware of that. We meet on a routine basis. We met last Wednesday. He and I, we met again today. I would like him to be more professional in terms of addressing some of his shortcomings with you guys to further add fluidity to the process. He's not helping himself. He's not helping the process. Um, in the manner in which he's dealt with you guys. But the manner in which he deals with you guys is not necessarily a manner in which he deals with us or himself regarding acknowledging where he is and where he needs to go. Tomlin apparently doing his interviews in a helicopter now is what that sounded like. Did anyone else catch that? <laughs> to play the first part of that again, and just it's like just imagine him as Rambo going across uh, the South Vietnam jungle on his way to rescue whatever it is Rambo was rescuing. He is very much a work in progress. Um, it's not going to be one incident or, or one meeting. He yeah. is very much a work in progress. What am I looking at? Oh, it's uh, you actually, Evan, you actually noted shaky audio. Audio is great, not shaky. It's helicopter audio. All right, so Tomlin does interviews from a helicopter. That's pretty cool. Uh, Brooke Pryor, who covers the Steelers for us here at ESPN, she was on Get Up this morning as this has become a big talking point regarding who's the one that's essentially got to fix this thing. This is a Mike Tomlin situation where the Steelers have drafted for talent over character. In this situation, Mike Tomlin has a high-risk, high-reward draft strategy, especially with wide receivers. It's like a woman going on Tinder. You're looking through the, <laughs> the, the bio, and it says six feet tall. There's a million red flags, but hey, you're six feet tall, so we're going to take you. And that's what it feels like the Steelers did with George Pickens, and now all of these red flags are coming back, and it's created a really big, bad situation in Pittsburgh that Mike Tomlin has to deal with. You Respect. guys buried the lead. Respect. I was way the the, the analogy was way better. <laughs> Good for Brooke. Good. That is a relatable that was analogy. Awesome. I, I I've I've so single right. <laughs> so, like in the in the app thing is like you never see a guy 
listed at 5'11". It jumps from 5'9 <laughs> to 6 foot. Like like that other range you mentioned like South Vietnam, that's like the DMZ, right? Is like is 5'10, 5'11. Like there's that just does not exist. So to get to 6 feet how about Brooke Pryor putting it in, in relatable terms? I'll tell you this. It's like no 13th floor on some of these hotels, right? You go from <laughs> yeah, 12 yeah. to 14. You go from 5'9 <laughs> to 6 foot, and that's it. <laughs> you go uh, from a football perspective, and you look at – I can't belabor the uh, the Tinder analogy when you're looking – if you're looking for a, 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 a date or whatever. But but I'll say this. The, the core of what she's talking about I, – I can't speak to the character issues necessarily because – I mean, I, I, didn't Antonio Brown skew our view of character issues with regard to that team, right? I mean, he 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 set the curve so crazily high. Like, give me a guy in George Pickens and those relative issues over whatever Antonio Brown was dealing with. The core of this team is gone. I mean, it's, you know, Roethlisberger, it's Joey Porter, it's, you know, uh, Harrison, James Harrison. Like, like that Heinz core. Ward, Heinz Ward, Palomalu. for sure. Like, that core is uh, Ryan Clark, our guy. Like, the core's not there. I wonder if it's more than just the core of the Steelers that is gone. I wonder if it's that generation of football player that is gone. Because I don't know that, I don't think this is a Mike Tomlin problem. I think this is an inability to communicate a culture. I don't know that culture resonates with this like age of, of player. I, I just don't know saying. if it's there anymore. And I don't know what rotted it. I, I don't know if it was the NIL, if it's the ability to transfer. Because if you don't buy into culture at a college level, you're not going to do it in, in the pros. We're all out here cashing checks, man. Like, I'm a grown man. You can't talk to me that way. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I wonder what it is, but I know it's an issue for the Steelers. We know what the issue is. I just don't know what's causing it. I think a lot of people are avoiding the things in life that build up your ability to work through this. Uh, you want to be resilient. You want to be competitive. You want to be someone who can handle adversity. You don't see that as much anymore because there are several outs. NIL, not so much, but the transfer portal, like the second things don't go your way, I'm out. Like yeah. this isn't to throw him in the crosshairs. I know this is going to sound bad, but I mean, JT Daniels, how many teams has he played for? Started at USC, didn't work out, went to Georgia, didn't work out, went up to West Virginia, didn't work out, transferred to, was it Houston or SMU right. somewhere in Texas this I year? It was Rice. We didn't even Rice? finish up at yes. Rice. Is it Rice? But yeah. like, it's like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Like every time there's a situation that doesn't seem to benefit you, you're gone. Make whatever decision you want. But I think people now are avoiding this. That you, you, Why compete when you don't have to? Go somewhere else. And because you don't yeah. deal with what happens when you compete, you don't have to go through the adversity. You don't have to go through the fact that you have to lose and then sit there and then work your way back. You don't build that resilience, so you don't handle it well later in life. I'll say this to somebody who bruises like a peach, never played, <laughs> never played football but if you do what George Pickens does, or did rather, what the video has shown him to do, you're going to get guys hurt. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's the speed, the strength, the ferocity at which the NFL's played. If if all 11 are not doing their job, it is going to get somebody hurt. So he's worried about himself getting hurt, and I understand that, believe me, but it's at the cost of your teammate. And once that trust is eroded in that locker room, and if you listen to anything Najee Harris has said over the last probably two months of the season, like you can tell there is something wrong in that locker room. There's a malaise, there's a frustration. Uh, once that trust is gone, maybe that's what it is, truly. You made a great point earlier about this, and this is what Ben Roethlisberger was talking about recently. Take a listen. Maybe the, the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like, who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh. That's not, no, no that's not, not what we do. That's not yeah. what we do. Um, is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this, this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold. 
So right along your point, Randy Scott, Ben Roethlisberger's out there talking about that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it, 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 it's not looking good. Tomlin's still the guy. He's still the guy for the job, I believe. But at some point, the leadership group needs to step up. They made this point on Get Up this morning. Someone needs to step up. Like, Tomlin can put it in place, but then the leaders on the team need to be the ones that enforce the policies. He's Randy Scott. I'm Joe Fornball. There's one NFL team. Randy is going to call a bunch of front runners. Can you believe it? <laughs> Don't miss it next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.